Hello, this is Trask Olgo, Ensign on the Indar Spire, and I am from Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic adaptation. You're listening to the Old Republic Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review, and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show. For the Republic. We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. This is where the fun begins. Uh, That sounded pretty close to me, but uh, I am no expert. But luckily, we have an expert with us today uh, back again uh, to join us on the Old Republic podcast. Uh, Please welcome everyone listening out there. Aleva Swotor. Aleva, how are you doing? And how close was Cassia on her Danish there? Hello there. Yeah, I'm back. Um, I will say I will give it A for effort. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Thank that, you. Well, that, well, that's pretty good. A's, A's are still good, even yeah. even just for effort, I think. Do or do not, there is no try, except when it comes Very to Danish, correctly. I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so we have Aleva back with us. So Aleva joined. Um, if you go back to our KOTOR episodes where we were talking about our film adaptations, uh, she joined us to talk a little bit about the Star Forge, um, how important it was to the Star Wars galaxy. And today we're going to be talking about something else that's important in the Star Wars galaxy, and that is fashion. It's all the fashion for KOTOR, KOTOR 2, and then we're going to be going into some fashion for the SWOTOR fashion because Aleva is the fashion expert when it comes to the world of SWOTOR. So... Uh, Late. To get started, Aleva, why don't you tell everyone, um, maybe if they're not familiar with you, if they haven't listened to that uh, previous episode, just a little bit about yourself and how you got into KOTOR and SWOTOR and uh, what you do with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, as said, my name is Aleva. I have uh, been streaming, live streaming Star Wars Your Republic for quite some time, a little bit over six years now. Um I got into it because I am a massive KOTOR fan, like most of the, uh, you know, most of the audience probably mm-hmm. are as well. Um, I was playing it a lot when I went to college, and then when I heard the rumors of SWOTOR, I of course got very interested in that as well and followed it very closely. For the longest time, I was just a player, but then when I moved to Britain, seven almost seven years ago, I started streaming it. So that's how it all started. Since then, the last few years, I have created two websites. So my own, Eleva.com, which is mostly for guides and my writing and videos and that kind of stuff, which is on that site. And then I have another one that's called SwordWarFashion.com, which is for every player in SwordWar to be able to upload their own cool outfits that they have created in this game and to showcase it for everyone, and people will be able to take inspiration from it. So, yeah, that's where I am now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We couldn't think of uh, any better fit for this episode when we were talking about the best dressed of the KOTOR series than, than you. So Thank you. we're excited <laughs> to do this episode. Yeah, that, that that's right. Because I am uh, I am not fashion minded at all. But I 
know a good outfit when I see one. So I'm pretty excited to talk about the characters of KOTOR, the characters of KOTOR 2. Um, I think Cassie has lined up some awards to give out for everyone. Um, and yeah, I think it's just it's just going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have a good time and uh, chat about you know all the characters a little bit and uh, see what they're wearing, see what they're up to, and how we like it. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes to KOTOR, what kind of look do you think they're going for? Like across the across the game. Well, there's definitely the typical classic look of the Jedi with the big brown robes and so on. But there is definitely also um, an aesthetic that they want to step away from the movies and make it their own. Not necessarily like ancient, but you can feel that it doesn't have much to do with the movies, other than maybe mirrors look could work in a movie adaptation mm-hmm. but we get back to that one <laughs> but yeah it was basically in my opinion that they were trying to step away from what how the fashion were in in the movies and make it a little bit more of an antique look without it being ancient yeah because it's it's definitely not inspired by like the tales of the jedi look that they kind of have like lightsabers uh, connected to their belts, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. They have the technology of the movies and like, I think like it's inspired by the movies, but like, it's not just like a one for one recreation. So it's an interesting, mm-hmm. I was going to say palette, but that's probably not the, the right. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting sewing machine. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a uh, a swath of fabric. Um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely see like the Star Wars influence if you look at the outfits, um, especially in uh, Knights of the Old Republic in the first iteration. But um, it it seems like they really kind of focused in on um, kind of muting the colors a little bit, like you would expect to see if you were looking up like ancient garments and things at a museum. So so you get a you get some bright colors, but they're kind of muted. So yellows and oranges. Um, things like that. And then uh, really there's a lot of like intricate um, kind of like fabric design in all of the costumes. If you look, especially at like the concept art and things like that, Um, you know, so heavily like embroidered and, um, you know, kind of like uh, wide seams and stuff like, like that. So it just, it gives it like, you know, kind of like everything else in KOTOR, it gives it a Star Wars feel, but it, it makes it look as though you were, you know, seeing this stuff like in a museum or in a history book. Yeah, it's more ornate without it being flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So in KOTOR, uh, the first companion you're introduced to is Karp, and he wears an iconic orange jacket, uh, kind of like, uh, I was going to say Rebel Alliance, you know, wear, but it's the Republic Army mm-hmm. kind of wear, and it's iconic to him. And, I mean, part of me in the remake is, like, can we make it magenta? Can we make it green? Like, what can we do to this, you know? (laughs) But, uh, yes, he wears a very distinctive orange jacket. And then Mission, she kind of wears a cool uh, vest, uh, high boots, kind of looks like, I don't know, it's kind of like scoundrel chic, like a teenager on terrace, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then with with Zalbar, um, I kind of was like, should I mention Zalbar? But then I was like, he has really cool overall things, you know. And <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's got his uh, red suspenders there that he's wearing. 
Yeah. So, and he has an action figure, you know, with them. So, like, it's <laughs> that's iconic. True, that, that's, that's more than we can say for Karth and Mission. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then Bastila, it's, like, kind of a different kind of Jedi robe, kind of a bit uh, tight, uh, brown, and kind of, like, if I had to describe it, it's like Jedi mixed with princess. And I think it's a pretty cool uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. hers does stand out from the Jedi being more like a bodysuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's a Tel Robin kind of thing, and she just is like, you know what? I'm a Jedi, but I'm going to look good as I do good for the galaxy, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I like hers in the concept art because it's you get a better like contrast of like that that kind of like burnt orange and the yellow of like her like under like suit that she's wearing, um, which mm. looks really cool. Um, I will say that her dark side outfit not that great because it's just like a, a black version of the same thing, so uh, not very original. There, you should have changed it up, I think. But yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Candorous, uh, when you first meet him on Terrace, like, I forget, like, he has, he's, like, uh, sleeveless, and he has, like, a tattoo and stuff. <laughs> uh, he just kind of looks like a tough guy, you know, like, enforcer right. for Davik. And uh, Juhani, I mean, she definitely has different uh, Jedi robes that you can equip her with later, but uh, she kind of wears something uh, not quite like Bastila, but, like, kind of like original to her kind of like a I guess a Jedi look and like I this might spoil like some certain feelings but I feel like she deserved better uh, oh she did she did (laughs) (laughs) and uh then we have Jolie and basically his outfit just looks like uh he left the Jedi but he didn't (laughs) leave the Jedi behind, you know, like he was just waiting for the right opportune moment to rejoin the ranks, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think Jolie's outfit is kind of underrated because when we were putting this episode together, I was like, well, Jolie's outfit's not really that interesting, but I was going back and looking at, at pictures of him and, um, I'd said it kind of at the, at the start with kind of those muted colors, but yeah, a lot of like, like, um, like muted yellow and, um, like orange and, and brown, the way that his outfit comes together, it's pretty good for living on the uh, forest floor of Kashik for so long, I think. Yeah. I wonder if he, like, dyed it, you know, using, like, different oh. berries or plants, you know, found on the It wouldn't be unheard of. Floor. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. That's that's how they would have been uh, doing the dyeing, I think, you know, in the older public times, probably. So. Yeah. And... and Jolie seems kind of more connected to nature and everything, so yeah, it it would fit. And kind of transitioning from Jolie to the Jedi robes, there's lots of different robes. Uh, it is kind of interesting because I think Kotor two kind of just like okay, people want more like prequel era robes, but they kind of seemed inspired by like the look of the Jedi, but it was definitely a distinctive look that. Uh, it was off center, like where the robes met, and I'm like, "Huh, that's mm-hmm. that's that's different," you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very uh, like asymmetrical looking. Yeah, and then Darth Malik, he kind of has like a red orange bodysuit. He's tall, 
Uh, it's skin tight. Um, he has a cape and a jaw and <laughs> tattoos. So, yeah, that's right. Do you think? Um, do you think he has like fashion jaws he could wear? Like if he was going out, like um, like different ones he could swap in and out. Different different looks. Like different swatches. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I would also say that anyone who is in this level of power, that is immaterial to them. So I don't think so. <laughs> that, I would that's, love that's to right. see a rose gold version jaw, you know. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has 10 jaws, but they're all the exact same. So he doesn't have to think about which one he wants to wear for the day. He can just get back to, you know, looking for the Starforge. What was that one... Um action figure like where it was kind of like a stripped down jaw uh oh the 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 statue the xm was it xm studios i think i have a statue of him and you can take it off so you can see how he's lacking the jaw oh there you go that's pretty cool i I can take a picture and give it to you if you want to (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome and i i think like the xm studios had uh a lot of great ideas, like to kind of build upon the originality uh, mm-hmm. and strengths of these, like Kotor costumes. And yeah. uh, the Sith troopers, like, do you think they're silver or white armor? Because I've seen both. Well, I believe that there are several colors. I believe there's both red, silver, and white so it probably depends on what rank they maybe have or what mm-hmm. ship they belong to or something like that i i kind of like it because it's kind of like playing on the uh stormtrooper aesthetic like but it's it's something kind of new uh kind of like a huge sunglass kind of visor and yeah it it's kind of like they're wearing shining armor you know uh, yeah. kind of like medievalish kind of. Yeah, they were uh, quite distinguished when you saw them the first time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to serve evil, but like the armor's cool, you know, and because like with the Republic Army, it's kind of just like you wear yellow, black, and uh, is it is it orange? Yeah. And it's like they have some interesting helmets you know and uh if i had to choose armor i'm like uh maybe i want the other one you know <laughs> the fifth <Sith laughs> trooper one even though i feel bad it's true. they are a little bit more stylish than the republic <laughs> yeah that's right and yeah. you get you do get to wear it in the game because you have to to put it on to sneak past the uh the security there so yeah yeah and then are there any like cool outfits that like you can equip or like characters that i miss that you want to highlight um well there are a few armor sets that i think is pretty cool as you go through the game like i i am a sucker for the jedi robes in kota one compared to the second because they're slimmer they're a little bit more um hugging to the figures i i think they're really really nice and you can get them in various colors the dark blue the brownish and so on but I actually really like the David King's armor that you also oh. get to loot. Yeah. With I the, was I, I'm a that. sucker for purple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a color like of power, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a very mm. regal color. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. Yeah, very, very regal. Um, I guess if I was going to give a, an honorable mention, uh, the character himself, uh, not that excited about, but his outfit is uh, is pretty cool. So I'm going to give a shout out, honorable mention to Calo Nord because um, he's wearing like that blue jacket and yes. you don't see a lot of blue in the game. That's pretty cool. He has those cool like round sunglasses on. Uh, he looks like Leon from the movie The Professional. Um, uh, l- looks pretty good, uh, Calonord. I think that his uh, his costume design was was uh, was pretty nice. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is distinctive. I just am not a big Calonord fan, but uh, <laughs> blue is cool. I am a big fan of blue. So, um, I guess Oliva, do you want to do your your awards first? Yeah, that's that's right. We hit so we're going to give out some awards. Uh, so we should probably uh, tell everyone what those are going to be. So we've got the uh, the best dressed and the worst dressed, and then also a trailblazer award. So like most most original, most fashion forward, uh, most daring outfit for for Kotor. So we have three awards to give out for Kotor, and then we'll do the same for for Kotor too. But uh, yeah, uh, take it away, Aleva. Uh, I guess uh, you start with any of the three that you want. Um, well, if I go with the with the worst dress first, I <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit unfair, but I would kind of have to say <laughs> everything is fair in fashion. Sal- and the fa- <laughs> I would have to say Salbar. He's he doesn't really have anything to show. <laughs> okay. And we were a little bit unsure if he should be mentioned because you know it's only a ca- pair of suspenders. So it's like, can you really say that that's you know cool? Or even mm. clothes. So I, I want to be the cheat and say, I'm just going to pick that one as the worst dress. Because I think they all kind of look quite dapper. So it's it's a tough one to choose. So I'm going to go with the easy choice. We say Selvar. Okay, um, okay. Best dress. I, I know a lot of people will probably um, feel a little bit disappointed when I don't say Bastard Lachon. But I actually think the best dressed is Juhani. I okay. love her armor. It's very sleek. It's uh, it's different than the others as well. It is, um, weirdly enough, as you always remembered, it's not the correct colors in your mind, but it is a, it's like a turqu- turquoise blue and a orange color together. But you never remember like that when you see it. It's just, it looks really cool and really nice. And it fits with her as a cathar of, of being agile and fast so i think she's best dressed okay okay no i like i like that answer i like i like uh i like that one and then what about your most uh your what is it the trailblazer award for uh the most most exciting most fashion forward most daring uh kotor character i would actually give that one to basila <laughs> okay because it is, you know, she is a Jedi and she's one of the most um, promising students for them. But she doesn't dress like the rest of the Jedi. She does distinguish herself from them. And she's using this ornate leather work in the front that goes all the way down to like a waistband and everything. And the colors stay true to the Jedi colors, but still, you know, sets her apart from the rest of them. So I, I would give it to her. Yeah, it, it definitely reminds me of Anakin's robes, like in Revenge of the Sith, where it's like he's really wearing black, like he's wearing yeah. the Jedi robes, but it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's his really own black. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, do you do you want to go or do you want me to go, uh, Cassia? 
Um, I guess I can go and then we'll finish off with the, with the, the best takes, you know? Uh, uh, so my best dressed is, uh, Carthro Nassi. Um, I just think he has a really cool jacket. Um, it kind of like sets him apart and like Star Wars, where would we be without cool iconic vests or jackets, you know? Uh, Mm. And it's orange, not just like brown, like, uh, and it's kind of connects them to like the Republic Army, but like he can sort of blend in, you know, like uh, on terrorists, like going all over the galaxy and everything. So I mm-hmm. think it like makes him look like a distinguished uh, soldier and dude, you know, so. I, I agree with that one. Yeah. Which is actually kind of peculiar that he's wearing this kind of jacket that's very classic iconic pilot ridges and so on on it but because in the comic books he's actually wearing a long coat instead i mm-hmm. think he has the orange one under it and I'm like wow that's a lot of layers <laughs> you know <laughs> that is a that is a lot of coats a lot of coats <laughs> or maybe it began as a really long jacket and then he cut it you know he knows maybe and he, hem- he kept tripping like, on it yeah yeah death on the nile like it gives a mustache an origin story, you know, and like maybe like a Kotor tie-in comic could be like the origin story of the orange jacket, and uh, <laughs> it's like That's the right. red violin, but it's an orange jacket, you know. So. Yeah, I like to imagine he went to like the like the shipyard, like the merchandise store, and he bought that jacket. Uh, because he really liked the look of the uh, Ebon Hawk, and then he ended up getting to getting to fly it, and it matched. And I think that 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 is that's my origin story <laughs> for it. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you, Cassia. Best dressed, Karth, because yeah, he's pulling off that orange jacket. The orange jacket is awesome. It's iconic. Uh, looks great. Like I said, matches the ship. Uh, perfect. A perfect look yeah. for for your hero. You could ask him where he got it, but he doesn't want to talk about it. So yeah. A very fashion-forward pilot, you know, uh, which right. is, like, the best kind of pilot. I do want to give a, an honorable mention to Mission because I think it's just mm-hmm. a fun look that kind of screams, like, teenage scoundrel, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, that vest, like, when I was playing it, I was like, I wish I had a vest like that, you know? Uh, and Yeah. I when you saw the bare story. arms as well the first time, I was like, wow. That's yeah. the first time you really saw bare arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And should I do my Trailblazer Award or Worst Dressed next? Let's let's uh, let's do Worst Dressed. We did Best Dressed. Let's do uh, Worst Dressed. Okay. Um, so my Worst Dressed uh, slash Deserved Better Juhani. I, I don't know. I just didn't quite like uh her uh outfit as much and i was like i kind of feel like she should have gotten more one like kind of like bastler jolene like uh i just feel like they kind of did her dirty uh uh and it's not worse dressed i just think <laughs> the jedi uh i don't know jedi clothing store did her dirty and wow uh, okay yeah do you think if it was a different color than the turquoise it would maybe Mm. have been better 
Um, maybe it's just like the shoulder pads and like kind of like her belt situation. Like, hmm. it, I just didn't kind of like the cut. And maybe she is distinctive from Bastila, but I feel like uh, her outfit just didn't quite like complement her her strengths, you know, hmm. and just kind of made her feel kind of more different in my mind. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, so for those of you keeping track at home, we had we had Juhani as best dressed and Juhani as worst dressed. Uh, so, so that's that's uh, quite the range, actually. Um, if you look at the the concept art, there's like that that shot that has all of the you know kind of the companions on it, and she's wearing like this like burnt orange, red kind of like um, looks like leggings underneath of like this like tunic. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Uh, I think cooler than her um, in game costume uh when you meet her but i'm Definitely. gonna go for, for my worst dressed i'm going to go with uh Candorous. he's wearing he's wearing like straight up like khakis um and a black t-shirt cut off sleeves uh and that's fine he doesn't care if he's the best dressed or the worst dressed he is just there to cause some havoc you know and gotta he has he has to show off you know the the arms he's got the tattoo uh which i you know that's fair that's fair but i'm gonna go with uh Candorous as my worst dressed yeah, I mean, it was kind of, for me, it was either Candorous or Juhani, and perhaps I should have done Candorous, but... Uh... <laughs> you, it's okay to disagree with me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right. Even though even though Aleva is on as our guest because she it knows all about the all about the fashion, it's, it's okay to, to disagree. That's all right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I also wanted to give uh, an honorable mention to Davik King, uh, because the purple armor was really iconic, and I'm really glad that I stole it off of his body before Terrace, you know. Yeah, yes, that's uh, right. Was no more. And <laughs> I bet you, I bet you gave it to Candorous then. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's a really good Candorous armor or Karth, you know, for your, yeah. for your gun blazers, uh, and yeah, because purple. I mean, like it would be maybe a hard sell for Karth to be like, I know you love orange, but like, what if you wear purple? Like, how do you feel mm. about that? Like, I feel like Candorous would be like, he, there's something poetic about him wearing khakis and just kind of looking like a grunt and then like stripping the armor of his boss and wearing it, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. He's not Mandalore yet, but it's a stepping stone. He's discovering what he needs to be. So that's right. That's, that's right. fair. Yeah, and then a little honorable mention to Darth Revan. Uh, it's it's cool armor, you know. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, it's the one that you can't really measure with any of the other characters because it it does stand out very specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and plus, like... if you played, if you played without mods, you actually never get to see it other than in the cutscene, so you you don't actually get to wear it. Yeah, I mean, there are like light side versions of the Darth Revan armor, like I think they call them the Starforge robes. Not as iconic. Yeah. I feel like it kind of needs a mask to complete it. I do kind of like yeah. the white mm-hmm. robes, like the Jedi Revan, you know. Um, uh, I think they made a Funko of that, and I'm like, yeah. I love it so much, you know. Uh, yeah, I got that one as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like Boba Fett mixed with, uh, 
another age mixed with Darth Vader. Like, it's just a very iconic outfit for a very one-of-a-kind character. Mm-hmm. I prefer his uh, Jedi uh, Revan look to his Darth Revan look because I think that um, kind of the way that his mask sets off against the white robes I think looks really cool. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I feel the same because sometimes just black, it reminds me of the Lego Batman movie and it's like I work with, or maybe it's the Lego movie, it's like I work with black or very dark gray, you know, and it's like (laughs) sometimes you need more colors that kind of help other colors pop, you know? That's right. Yeah. And then my Trailblazer Award, maybe it's obvious, but it's going to Bastila because I think it's just a, it's a good almost kind of character telling kind of costume. Like, it informs, like, the character. It's like, I mean, it's technically, like, I don't know if they have, like, department stores on Dantooine for Jedi. Like, it's like, (laughs) um, uh, you aren't going to the Jedi Gap or whatever, or uh, it's like, where did you get this? And it's like, um, it kind of makes you think like she's kind of set apart in her mind from the other Jedi, like a little Mm -hmm. bit maybe self-absorbed and like thinks she's kind of more special. And in my mind, it might even be like a Tal Ravin kind of like inspired thing. Like it's definitely like the same colors as the Jedi, yeah. robes and I mean like some some of the other Jedi robes are skin tight but like I think like hers is very distinctive and like it's kind of like I think that's why they call her Jedi princess because it looks like a Jedi mixed with a princess and like her hair is very particular and it's yeah. like I kind of get the sense that she's a little vain you know so but it's funny because you did bring it up this of her the parallel between her and Anakin says that they wear the Jedi robes but make it their own because they're also both kind of seen as something, you know, more special. You know, she's mm-hmm. also being talked about as if she is something very particular. So it will sometimes rise to your head and you become a little bit of a princessy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Bastila and, and Anakin have, uh, I think, more similarities than not. Uh I mean, like, we talk about this all the time, but Bastila is an Anakin trying to pass herself off as an Obi-Wan in my head. But um, I think, like, they kind of have, like, kind of traumatic childhoods because, like, she definitely remembers living with her family, like, enough, like, when she Mm -hmm. runs into her mom, like, she has memories. Like, it's not like she was, like, three months old and the Jedi, like, took her, you know? And uh, then... Uh, they're kind of just told they're special and like even more so than the prequel Jedi like I think the Dantooine KOTOR era Jedi are some of like maybe the worst ever period you know (laughs) and uh, I think it just kind of shows like uh, just kind of like their lack of compassion just like kind of the ultra dogmatic views and like I think like Anakin and like Bastila like I mean, I think they were kind of responsible, but, like, I think they were also kind of, like, screwed over. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's yeah, they're Yeah, they were kind of backed into a into a corner. I definitely, definitely agree and see those parallels there. But um, 
yeah, as far as my Trailblazer award, going to give it the uh, the clean sweep here. I'm going to go with uh, Bastolo for my Trailblazer award too, for all the reasons that that you both said. I I, just, I really like that that color contrast. I think it's interesting looking and and pretty cool. We definitely need a good black series figure of Bastolo Shan, you know, better than yeah. the one that we've we've gotten so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe a statuette or something. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, maybe it could be like her and Revan are like you could position it so they're fighting against each other or they're fighting together like I'd be like oh that'd be really cool you know yeah it would be yeah Yeah. maybe maybe we'll get some uh like the hot toys when we get the final character builds from the uh the remake that would be good oh I'd love that and then it's like we got an even more improved Zalbar action figure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's right his red suspenders will really pop then in the, uh, really in pop the and like blend right. into the fur more you know that's, um, that's right he'll go he'll go for he'll go from worst dressed to best dressed just like that yeah <laughs> hopefully he deserves better <laughs> i mean uh, if we have like Cooney's uh influence you know the zalbar art like for me like Cooney kind of made him like look like really amazing in his artwork and like maybe something mm. could happen that way but so yeah kotor like so the word probably isn't palette um the fashion swaths of fabric uh were definitely kind of like inspired by 1970s star wars but um mm-hmm. kind of a different age like kind of a golden age and like kotor too like how should i describe them like kind of more like dark and edgy kind of version of that like yeah stuff happened to this universe and they're not okay like how would you guys (laughs) describe it they're not okay yeah it's kind of like the it's kind of like the medieval like dark ages like time almost right where everything uh kind of like all of the color got got washed away it's it's very drab so when you do see color uh, it really shines out and there's a couple of really good instances but yeah it's it's a lot of really really kind of dark and dreary tones, which I yeah. I think was probably a stylistic decision because the game KOTOR 2 is very dark and dreary. It's it's not telling a very happy tale. Um no, like you know like true. even all the way up through the end. So I think that um it, like you said in, in Kotor it was kind of kind of like they were trying to take, you know, Star Wars looks and adapt them for like an older age. I think in Kotor 2 they actually looked at it more as, you know, how like a costume designer for like a film or a TV show would and really tried to match it with the tone of the game more than like a particular like time period of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the Jedi Exile, uh, canonically, Mitra Surik, uh, she doesn't really have like a set um, outfit as much, uh, but... Um, what would you say is like the iconic armor like most people like equip their uh, Jedi Exile in Oliva? It's a tough one because it could be in the in the classic Jedi robes, of course, because she is a Jedi. Mm. However, there is one of the armories that I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called, but it has like a chain mail as a butt cape. Has also little purple colors to it. I love that armor set. I think it's a medium armor kind of thing. Uh-huh. It was so much. It was different, and it just looked amazing on Mitra. Is it like I- Ichani armor? 
It could be. I would probably have to uh, check with Pepito Kin. He's like a KOTOR 2 connoisseur. Yeah. He would probably be able to uh, pinpoint exactly what armor I'm talking about. But it it is like semi-armored. And it has a butt cape that, that hangs down on behind her, goes to the knee. And it looks like chainmail on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's just amazing. It, it might be an Achani. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is why you you listen to us on YouTube because, like, in our YouTube version, we're gonna have the armor, and we'll we'll like be like it's it's this one. But on the uh, on the just the you know iTunes and Spotify, we're just gonna be like it looks cool. Just trust us, you know, because <laughs> I don't know it either. So <laughs> trust us, yeah. it looks cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was um I actually fired up my last playthrough of. KOTOR 2 because I was trying to to figure it out because I couldn't remember what it was called but um my Mitra Surik she was wearing it it almost looked like a like a like crushed velvet kind of like dress almost um but it, yeah it was like this really like royal rich purple color and it looked totally awesome um so I think that there are a lot of um like different purples you can play around with and I think the the Akani stuff generally was purple so I'm guessing, or I'm thinking that you are probably onto something there with that Casio, but I'd have to do a little bit more more digging. I'll try to see if I can uh, get my playthrough pulled up so I can get a picture of it for the for the YouTube video. But yeah, yeah I think I think there's a lot of um, really good kind of armor combinations you can do for her um, as you play yeah. the game. Yeah, and kind of what I like in this game is like the standard outfits. You can kind of like they have uh, some characteristics and stats like. It's not just like zero for zero, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and I found it. Yeah, it's called Sison Shaw Initiate Armor. Oh, okay. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, make sure if you're uh, if you're listening, if you want to see pictures of these, check us out on uh, YouTube. Just uh, find that in our uh, link tree there. Yeah. And then, kind of moving on from the Jedi Exile Mitra Surik, we have uh, Kreia. And uh, it's so interesting that she's kind of in uh, brown, in brown Jedi robes. Uh, mm-hmm. She has braids. Uh, and like, what's interesting is that she's blind, so her hood just goes over her eyes, you know? Um, yeah. And... She almost gets the mirror Luca feel of covering her eyes, but only almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a distinctive look like it's when we get to our fan casts i'm kind of gonna cop out when we talk about fan casts because mine are just gonna mostly be like if we could get like a gustav door you know kind of like uh like kind of style like you know you see like old versions of like paradise lost and like uh dante's inferno like his little intricate artwork like it's like that's what i want for cray is just like artwork you know um yeah. so and, and i i think correct me if i'm wrong i think that she's the only one you can't change her outfit or if you do she still just looks the same i think it always yeah. looks the same so yeah yeah so she's very opinionated and like set in her ways knows what she wants and like i respect that you know that's right um and then Atten Rand, um, he like 
has a cool outfit. Like sometimes I don't love the character, but I'm like, that's actually a really cool outfit. Like, cause you can kind of tell they're kind of going for the Han Solo. It's a very silhouette, but it it's yeah, different. It's very classic scoundrel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's and got then... kind of that like that like white like tunic kind of thing, like kind of unbuttoned. And he looks pretty cool. The I, I will say just kind of in general as these, because you get the the force sensitive companions, and then they all end up like in <laughs> just in basic Jedi robes as you as you play the game. But yeah, that yeah. that first outfit that he's in is pretty cool. Yeah, very classic. Yeah, and then uh, Beowdur, like he's of course a Zabrak. You know, he if you go to the dark side, he can get tattoos and stuff. But I kind of like it like when he doesn't have tattoos. You know. Uh, just kind of like that look. And then his outfit almost kind of reminds me of Darth Malak in a way. Like it's kind of like a skin tight bodysuit, but it's green. And I just think his arm is so cool, you know? Yeah. The blue it's arm. his arm that sets him apart for sure. Yeah. And I just think like it's interesting. Like sometimes the Disney, Lu- like Disney Lucasfilm will like lift from um different uh parts of the eu and i'm surprised they haven't really done anything with Beodur's arm yet so mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool i think it would be it'd be fun if you could customize kind of like if you played jedi fallen order you could change like the color schemes on bd1 if you could change the like the color schemes on his little uh remote droid <laughs> as a little oh, accent yeah. for him that would be fun yeah that would be nice that oh my goodness like if you could like change the color of it like this is why they should have had one of us in charge of like making the costumes because it'd be like but what if like Darth Malik wants like kind of like a black <laughs> jaw you know or like a rose gold jaw or just a gold jaw and then it's like his Beodur's force field it's like but what if like it comes in lavender you know or orange you know, like not just blue. So, uh, <laughs> that's right. Because that's it right. could match. We'll take care of all the important details. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Aspire, um, I hope you're listening to us. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I, I doubt it, but you know. Uh, but Thesis, um, it's so interesting because, like, if you look at her costume, like, you kind of assume she's going to be, like, the most evil character, but. I think she's kind of, like, one of the most aligned with good. And, like, she has a tragic backstory. And I'm like, oh, this is so sad, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it's interesting that she kind of, her and Kraya, like, both kind of have uh, those kind of low hoods. You can't see Thesis's eyes. And early on in the podcast, I used to call her Visus, uh, but it is Visus. Mm. And um, it's a very deep, it's like the wine dark sea, you know? Uh, yeah. Kind of deep. That matches her lipstick as well. Mm-hmm. So even though she can't see, she has, she put together a great look, you know? Uh, and like, it almost kind of looks like she's wearing leather on top, like she's trying to protect herself, so... It's a very, like, royal color that she's yeah. wearing, uh, which is neat. And I really like kind of that, that like, lace, like, embroidery around, like, the part that's covering her eyes. And then um, I think it's down kind of as some accents on her um, 
like yeah. her like cape or whatever she's uh, wearing as well. So yeah, her look her looks yeah. her looks pretty good. It's it's simple, but it's um it's just uh has a little bit of flair to it. I like that. Yeah, I actually want to say that I'm pretty sure that the color of uh, her veil and the details on her sleeves and so on is that really old biblical purple. It's like, um, I think it's in Danish it's called purpur, which it is, it comes from a specific flower. Mm. So it's not the like a traditional purple. It has a reddish tone to it, oh. but it's a very regal color and one that's difficult to derive, which mm. makes her also stand more out. Yeah, yeah I, I think she's kind of like in a sea of green and gray, like she's kind of like one of the more distinctive outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a distinctive outfit here, Brianna. Um, she wears white and also a hood, <laughs> but her hood doesn't obscure her eyes. And um, how would you guys describe this? <laughs> Uh, go go ahead, Oliva. You you take it away here. <laughs> uh, I will describe it as a fan service, skin tight, feminine, pure. Um, but that it also changes if you are male uh, exile and you get her as a companion. She will then use her mother's robes, which are white Jedi robes instead, white gray. But her classic look is definitely what I would call a fan service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, I'll, uh, this is a this is a spoiler for when we get to the awards. I'm act, I'm gonna name uh, Brianna as my trailblazer because yeah, she is just it, she is wearing white on white on white on white. She's got white boots, uh, white leggings, uh, white kind of tunic top kind of thing, a white belt, white gloves, white, uh, like amulets. She's got, uh, it's, it's just all white, all white outfit. White she hair. has white hair. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just white on white on white. Um, so I guess I, I commend her for, you know, making, making the decision and sticking with it, going bold, uh, with y'all all white on white outfit. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very, it's very distinct looking, I think. So, mm. Yeah, she is very committed. We can say that. Um, I wonder what her Starbucks order would be. Um, like, it's just very <laughs> committed to like white. Like, would it just be like, I want a pumpkin spice latte, but like, I only want it to be white. Um, I don't know. Mm. But mm-hmm. just very basic. <laughs> and then, then the Starbucks clerk would look at her like, oh, are you one of those? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It has to match my outfit or I can't carry it. Yeah. No pink drink for her. Um, That's right. So uh, I kind of think that Mikal, the disciple, or is it Michael? Like, I don't know. Um, Mikal. Mikal. Uh, I think he sort of deserved better. Um, I think. Yeah. He's the Juhani of Code War. Yeah. Because he has a fascinating character, but I think, like, uh, for the love triangle because it's coming out in 2004 so there had to be a love triangle they're like um the disciples the wrong option um even though i think he's pretty interesting um i would say like i kind of hope if there is a remake of kotor 2 like they would give his hair a little bit more love you know uh <laughs> because it's like parted down the center they did not wow shots uh, fired i'm just saying like, uh, i tend to agree yeah <laughs> we have taste uh 
And I do think his <laughs> outfit, like, it's inspired by Jedi robes, but, like, he's not a full-on Jedi. So it's like, he, it's kind of like he's a squire, you know? Uh, it's mm-hmm. something... I actually never got Jedi robes from his outfit. His is pure civilian. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's how I see it. He he looks like he to me he looks like he was wearing his Jedi outfit and then he saw Atten's outfit and he's like, "Hey Atten, where did you get that uh that like vest jacket thing cuz I need one of those." And he went out and bought one so he could, you know, so he could try to look more like more like Atten so look a little bit more fashion forward there, but yeah, I think I think he needs uh he needs uh, a little bit of help with with his his look. He was kind of an afterthought, I think, when they were putting this one together. Yeah, and I'm like, he has a fascinating character because if you listen to him, uh, I think he's like a believer in the code, but like he doesn't accept everything. Like he's able to say where the Jedi went wrong, but he wants to be a Jedi. So like in my mind, like he took some Jedi robes, but like he's like, I have to blend in and be a civilian. And like maybe he kind of cut them down, you know, like to mm-hmm. kind of look more normal, but like. They came from Jedi robes, so that's how it works in my head. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I just want to give every iconic or not iconic outfit a background, like a backstory, you know? <laughs> so right. we have great ideas. Um, Mira, um, kind of fan servicey too. Um, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, like, I do think her jacket is cool, and, like, a bounty hunter probably would look like, could look something like this, like, maybe in the older EU, but yeah. I don't think it would fly nowadays uh, with Disney Lucasfilm. Like, they would probably be like, let's get that belly covered, you know? Um, so, very much green, you know? Yeah, she looks like your very, like, stereotypical, like, comic book character female yeah yeah i always see it a little bit like um you know the woman in a man's world and therefore she uses her sexuality to her strength yeah i wonder that kind of character yeah i wonder how many like females were on this writing team like sometimes uh (laughs) well at the time it was mostly chris avalon yeah i believe and I have nothing bad to say about him. I think he's a great writer, but it could have used a woman's touch on some things. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, uh, the handmaiden will fight in her underwear. Like, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. And I'm like, um... Yeah, Aspire, don't bring that into the remake. <laughs> yeah. Gotta shoot yeah, that don't. down. I think Disney has already <laughs> shot it down. It's probably in their contracts, and it's one, it's something I would agree with them on. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good outfit. I will say that Mira has a cool headband, so. And red hair. It's a very interesting uh, haircut. It kind of reminds me of the Disciples haircut, so. Yeah. Maybe those are shots fired, but I didn't mean to shoot any shots, you know. Um, But. That's that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Fashion fashion is a... uh... It is a, a hot and cold business out there, so we're getting yeah. Into Not to say like I'm totally like fashionable or anything, so uh, we're just talking about Star Wars characters and probably being too judgmental, or I'm probably just being too judgmental, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, Han Har, 
uh, I was kind of like, do we even put him on here? But I was like, you know what? Like, Han Hart is dedicated to looking like an evil Wookiee. You know, like, he's gray. He looks angry. He looks tough. You know, like, he has a, is it called a bandolier? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he took uh, Chewbacca's look with the single bandolier, doubled it up, doubled down on it. Uh, looks pretty good. I th- he could have could have used some color. I think maybe maybe Zalbar could have uh, directed him to like some red bandoliers. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, I kind of like that it doesn't have a color because he he is a warrior and he's a hunter, so it camouflages with his fur. If he had a red color while he was stalking someone in the bushes, then it might stand out too much. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. It's kind of like Zalbar is a teddy bear, and then this is a grizzly bear. Like, Hanhar is a grizzly bear. And it's oh. like, I don't want to hug Hanhar, you know? Uh, and Mira doesn't want to hug Hanhar, you know? So Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think I forgot to write down uh, Mandalore, uh, you know, Candace. What is his his name again? Mandalore, the preserver. The preserver. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's actually a pretty distinctive to the era, like kind of look for him. But it's kind of stripped down. Yeah. Like it's silver. It's like he's not uh, making. He's not trying to be flashy. It ties yeah. into the era well, and it has cool little. Uh, cool little breathing apparatus which i think is cool mm-hmm. yeah i agree it's just you you can recognize the helmet being a mandalorian helmet but it still differs from them he is the leader and he stands out but without it being the big cape like the previous mandalores so he's a little bit more on the same level as his followers yeah so he's approachable mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because they're all wearing the same uh, outfit, I believe, all the, the Mandalorians there when you're kind of on their yeah. encampment. He's so. the only one who stands out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Darth Sion. Like, I was kind of like, do we put Darth Sion on this list? Like, he's oh, shirtless. Yeah. We do. Um, <laughs> which... We put him on. He has a good look. <laughs> yeah, his pants are very interesting. And, like, his body, he is committed to staying alive and wearing pants. And I think it is kind of interesting that like, he doesn't, that he just kind of shows it to everyone, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like he doesn't try to cover it up. He like knows what his vulnerabilities are. He knows he looks like a monster and he's not like covering it up. He's not wearing like Mandalore the preserver armor. He wants everyone to know like, He's one messed up dude. Mr. Sleep. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, he always reminds me. Um, he reminds me of a male version of Darth Talon. That he doesn't wear much armor to basically show his strength. Mm-hmm. That I will mess you up. Even though you think I'm vulnerable, I am not. And that is the time where you should be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just wearing kind of. He's he just has like the like pants on. He it looks a lot like the uh, martial arts films, uh, that kind of thing, where he's got like the yeah. wide um, belt and then kind of those like baggier pants. 
Um, but yeah, just yeah, just I, that's what you're going to do if you're going to be Darcyon. Just you to throw those on, you go cause some uh, terror in the galaxy, I guess. Yeah, mm. there are so many characters in Kotor too. In case you're wondering, uh, <laughs> that's right. Like it's like I wish we had seventy two more characters here. Um, <laughs> and then of course there's Darth Nihilus, and like of course it's an iconic mask and. He wears like a, a shroud, you know, kind of around it. And the action figure did not replicate that. He, they kind of just gave him like Darth Maul's outfit, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, but it's iconic, you know. And it's funny because it came out around the same time as like uh, Revenge of the Sith. Or a little bit before, and some people are like, ooh, is Darth Nihilus connected in any way to uh, General Grievous? And of course, the answer was no. It's just Star Wars, like, psychotic <laughs> masks, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, it's for sure. His his armor is very distinct as well. The mask being the only thing that stands out in the pure blackness of his being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I wonder if I would like Darth Nihilus more, but maybe it's kind of like he's the popular band, you know? And, like, I'm like, I like more indie things, you know? Because um, mm. <laughs> I have taste, you know? But, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Shots fired. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right, that's right. That's that's what this episode is all, all about, that's right. Yeah. Then Atris, uh, very interesting robes for a Jedi historian and... They're definitely inspired by Joe Costin New's look from Attack of the Clones, but um, if you kind of look at Joe Costin New, her robes are kind of more yellow or gold, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and they have like black patterns. But like Atris is like, I'm gonna have white on white, you know. Uh, and yeah, I think she pulls it off very well, and on top of it, she has white hair. So lots of white hair in this game, like. We have Kreia, Brianna, uh, and Atris. So I don't know if they dye it or if it's just natural, but like, what can we say? So, well, with Brianna, it's of course to do with the race of Ichanis, whereas Atris, I'm not sure. Yeah. And then Kreia is old age, probably. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because if she's RNK, like, when and how did she have a child? You know, but um, uh, <laughs> I I know all about that fan theory, and I have to say already now, I completely disagree. <laughs> I like that you disagree. Disagreeing is cool. Um, so I do not believe in that theory at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe, it's, but it's an interesting theory. Yeah. So I think it's I an interesting theory. It. They'll never tell us like what it was meant to be but i'm like ooh, it's so interesting you know <laughs> that's right um, it'll send you down uh, down the rabbit hole trying to trying to think about it definitely <laughs> okay so i think i got all the kind of main side characters who wear clothes was there any like kind of armor that i missed or like kind of like that i should have mentioned I do have one honorable mention, which I think is quite distinguished as well for KOTOR 2, and that is that of Queen Talia of Onderon. Mm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She's not a companion, but, you know, she is a distinct uh, character that you meet in conflict and so on, and 
she has this very regal look as well with it's it's very ethnic like some people call it nubian um because it has that entire scarf over her head and it has the beautiful colors and so on and baggy pants i i think it's a very very beautiful look and it looks very regal yeah it's very distinctive and it looks regal and uh I guess I can sort of mention uh, the Jedi Masters. I forgot to do so. Uh, Zez Kyle kind of looks like Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> true. Brooke true. Lamar, like, <laughs> very much oh, Rook like looks like Rook. <laughs> yeah. And then Kavar is, uh, I guess, the most... I guess, like, a Jedi isn't most eligible, but, like, uh, most easy on the eyes, I guess. Uh so yeah i don't know maybe that makes me sound bad but um yeah kind of kind of the same with the kotor one i don't there wasn't anything in particular that really stood out about the kind of the outfits of the the jedi council i think they were all pretty much kind of straightforward which is why i think you know it looks you know so interesting and unique when you have like you know bastila and uh mitra Surik and uh, Atris and stuff were in, yeah. were in different things that really kind of stand out. Yeah. And I guess if we forgot to mention any of the outfits in KOTOR or KOTOR 2, let us know in the comments. But I guess, Oliva, do you want to take us away with the, the fashion awards? Sure. Yeah. Well, if we start with best dressed, it goes to my girl, Visa Mar. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Visa Smart. She is also the reason why my main character and Swator and also the logo for my um for my channel is Amira Luca. I absolutely love her. The regal colors, the details on the chest plate, um the the gold trim on her on her veil and on the sleeves. It's just an all around beautiful and elegant outfit. I she is the best dressed. Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cassia, who's your best dressed? My best dressed um, is Atten Rand. Okay. Because um, I feel like... You have a thing for smugglers. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, if you listen to, like, most of my episodes, I think I'm just like, I don't like Atten Rand. So I'm like, what I can give him at least is, like, he has a really cool outfit. Like... True. Yeah, and maybe like I um, uh, maybe I need to look into that. I'm like, am I just really into smugglers, and why is that? Like, why do I think it's the pilot like yeah. jackets? Maybe you go, you have a thing. I just like jackets and vests. Apparently, like <laughs> anyone. I, I wonder, like <laughs> anyone who can captain the... the Ebon Hawk is who you're. <laughs> Yeah. You like to look I'm just up, I drawn guess. to them. I'm like, oh, you can drive. That's really cool. Um, uh, maybe like, what is a jean jacket in Star Wars? I wonder if they have those. You know, uh, no. Like, yeah, that's what Star Wars needs is jean jackets. They need. So. They need. They need more denim in a galaxy far, far away for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Let's see. So, so my best dress. I don't. I don't. No, no jean jackets involved in my best dress, but my best dress, I'm going with Atris because I think her look is classic. Um, I really like it. She's got on it's, it's again, it's kind of it's kind of white on white. She's got like these white like slipper things. She's got the white like um like under tunic kind of thing. But she has 
um, like this, like these sashes that have like this, like crystal blue, like accenting to them. And I think that it it just really pops. It looks really good there in the snow. So I'm going with uh, with Atris for my uh, best dressed. Yeah. yeah, I do wonder what her Starbucks order would be too. Like I don't know, Atris oh, would be the same. <laughs> seems very basic, and she'd probably be like, "You can't have any individuality, uh, which is why you're wearing white, you know, uh, and also wearing all the same things." Uh, so you have to get the same Starbucks order as me. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I guess should we do uh, worst dressed next? Yeah. So so worst sure. dressed, Aleba, take it away. Who's your worst dressed from Kotor two? Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give it to Mikal. Mm. I do love the character. I think he's interesting. I love the voice actor as well. He's played a lot of amazing roles in Bioware, but the character itself, oh. Someone should take him shopping. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. his look is pretty uninspired. I will say. I will say. Yeah, uh, it's probably like he's a young kid who uh, had to survive like by his bootstraps, and like he didn't realize like being fashionable was an option. You know, he just was like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna survive, and if I can be comfortable, that's good." But it's like. No one told him like parting your hair down the middle of your of your uh, of your head is probably not the most fashionable look, you know. That's right. Like, I mean, it was it was fashionable in two thousand and four, though. So I guess you have to have to yeah. have to give him give him What's that. It, though? Uh, <laughs> I parted my hair it's more down fashionable. the middle back in the day, but I regret it. So yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Maybe right. Maybe I'm just speaking to younger Cassia. And, yeah. <laughs> that's right if if uh if the young version of ourselves stumble onto this take our take our fashion advice but uh what about you cassio worst dressed uh award for kotor 2 i almost put down michael with an honorable mention but i was like uh he just needs more love in the remake if they do remake kotor 2 you know but uh my worst dressed is brianna um because it's kind of just like I kind of find it a little uninspired. It's just like white, 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 white hood, you know, and I, I just have never really gotten into that character and like, I don't really understand her hair. Um, the voice actress is amazing, you know, uh, but I think like just the characterization, they're like, she's tough and she fights in her underwear. Like that's the character, you know, and she wears white. Did we mention she wears white? So for me, that that's the worst dressed. She wears a, a lot of white. That's true. Um, so my worst dressed, uh, those, those are both good picks, but I'm going to give you the correct pick, and that is Kreia. She's just wearing a brown robe. That's it. Uh, nothing to write home about. What? Uh, it's super simple. Um, and I probably just, I just lost favor. I know, oh. I know, but. Yes, but that's, you lost all the influence. I lost, so. that's right. I have lost, I have lost my influence. That's right. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, Kreia, we're, we're stressed, I think. Yeah, just, just, just that brown robe. Uh, ain't got nothing going wow. on. Maybe worse, worse than Mikkel? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. His, his is pretty bad, but I, I needed to go something different. So uh, yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with Craig. Wow. And she. I think that's our most controversial look? take in this episode, and I'm glad it's not me. That's right. So. That's right. W- will you say even her black look is worse? Uh, that one's, that one's better. But I mean, it's not like anything 
that great either. I think it's 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 it's, it's, it's just so it's just so simple. Um, at least at least Macau was was uh, putting some effort in. Like I said, I think he he talked to to Atten about about upgrade what? about what? upgrading his about upgrading his look when he joined the party. So so I'm giving him giving him props for that. And you can change all of the rest of the everyone's appearance, but Kreia always looks the same no matter no matter what you try to do. So. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Episode is over, uh, but not really because we still have one more <laughs> award to give out. Uh, Trailblazer Award. Uh, I'm trying to change the subject as fast as possible. Aleva, take it away. Trailblazer <laughs> Award. I would have to give that to my boy, Beodor. Oh, nice. I do like his outfit with the arm that really accentuated. You know, he really did something with his tech and... He he made a very distinct look. I think that is uh, that is the way forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, but I do agree. I wish we could change the color on the beam. Yeah, so. that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> uh, what about you, Cassia? Yeah. Tra- Trailblazers uh, in Kotor too. Who you got? Um, before I mention my Trailblazer, I wanted to give some honorable mentions. Uh, one to Vesis. Okay. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then. Also one to Atris, uh, you know, and then also one to Candorous, Um because I, I just think they're good, but like maybe not like Trailblazer or Best Dressed, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, my Trailblazer award goes to Beodur as well, and okay. I mean, while we're on the subject, it's like, you know how like some people like get their lights to sync with music and change colors like what if Beodur did that you know <laughs> that's right he's like a he's like a bluetooth speaker that lights up when the when the music's going i like that uh-huh. like so many good ideas right now here you know um that's right and now that is the merchandise i want is a bluetooth Beodur speaker that i can hook my phone up to and listen to some with his little some remote tunes. thing <laughs> yeah you know that would be a, uh, that would be amazing that is that is the merchandise we need uh here on the old yeah, it's just, podcast for sure yeah you can tell like Beodur like is a good tech he does things uh with his talents you know and like he has an interesting fashion sense uh Sometimes I'm like, should we make Beodur a Jedi? Because like you can't really wear as many of the robes mm. with his armor, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting look. And like I think I mentioned this in one of the lightsaber combat episodes, maybe twenty seven. You know, like what if like he uses that in a lightsaber fight, like his arm and like traps like a, a lightsaber in it, you know. Mm. It almost um, not mm. not to get us uh, too far off topic here, but it it's almost like the uh, the mod parlor guy in the the man or in the book of Boba Fett, uh, where he had kind of the different like arm attachments. Mm, so yeah. so it's kind of kind of yes. in that same same vein there, so to speak. But yeah, so both yeah. of you went with Bowder. My Trailblazer Award, like I mentioned before, was Brianna. Um, I applaud the white on white on white look. That is a, that's a hefty bill for uh, getting bleach because you want to make sure that white is always looking crisp. Um, yeah, and that's that's my Trailblazer Award for, for KOTOR 2. So uh, Cassie, I think that wraps up for, for Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, we kind of went through the cast of characters, what we like, what we didn't like, gave out some awards. That was a good time. But really, the real reason we brought Aleva on the show today 
is because uh, anyone listening out there, if you don't know, Oleva runs uh, Swotor Fashion, um, which is uh, an Instagram page. Um, it uh, has a website, all that stuff. Um, and she is going to tell us uh, kind of some, I don't, I don't know, some tips and tricks or some background or what you like in the fashion world when it comes to comes to Swotor. I think that's an awesome kind of aspect of the game, and you can play around with the different like costumes and. Uh, armors and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to to you. Just tell us a little bit about Swotor Fashion and uh, what you do with that. Well, as as I mentioned uh, in the beginning of the episode, uh, yeah, it was a website I created to let the players of Swotor share their creations of the various armor pieces that you can get in Swotor and then show them off for inspiration for other people or you just simply want to show off how cool you are. It's a way to express your creativity and there is a lot of different ways to do that in Swotor. And, and you have, of course, all the distinct armors that we just talked about from the KOTOR era in a modern version in Swotor. So you can even play a little bit around with that too um, to recreate some of your favorite KOTOR scenes that I actually have done a few times with some friends Um but most of it, it is it's simply to play around with the various pieces, dyeing it in different ways, combining it with various ways, um, and then be creative in the way you make a screenshot. That can be done in a lot of ways. You can bring friends that will help you with that. You can use action shots so your character actually has some movement, use emotes, that kind of stuff, various lighting on where you are on the planet and that kind um it's all an expression of creativity and uh and you know what better way to do it than with a fashion sense both with your weapons with your armor with colors your hair the makeup you use for it and so on um so yeah it it all came from the fact that you know we all like to we all like to customize our characters which we even liked in kotor as well there's a reason why there's so many mods mm-hmm. for it um, we do like to distinguish ourselves and uh, be different. And uh, I just created a way to make that possible for anyone who plays Wotor. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. cool. Um, now, now, from when we had you on the last time, uh, we'd mentioned that Cassia and myself have not really gotten into Swotor yet. Um, and that's still the case. I do have mm-hmm. it downloaded on my computer. Um, I could fire it up and play it whenever, but I've, I, I have not taken taken the dive into Swotor yet. So uh, so I guess when I when I first turn it on the first time, are you going to see me like walking around in my basic costume and be like, that is a noob. Don't go and interact with that guy because... Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing, um, or <laughs> or what are what are some good tips and tricks? How should I be? Uh, what kind of armor should I be looking for? Or are there, are there anything people that want to want to get in and start you know taking pictures of their characters? Uh, what are some things that are cool or uh, some things that look look good or things that stand out and kind of set you aside from everyone else? Or any tips or tricks? Well. As you start your character in Swotor, you of course get the basic armor to begin with. Um, some of them look really, really cool. I like the Jedi armors and even some of the Sith armors as well. Um, there are various places where you can buy armors on the fleet when you get there around level 10. There's even an adaptive vendor which have um, old armor from back when the mm. game came out, which was very different and 
Uh, that's definitely one I recommend visiting both on the Imperial and on the Republic fleet. They have different versions depending on what side mm-hmm. you're on. And it's that is on the supply area of the fleet for those who are interested. Um, and I would say the best thing you can do is that do not just slap on the armor that you get and mix match it because you can see immediately <laughs> that you have no sense of fashion then. <laughs> In Swartor, you have an option that is called the Outfit Designer. So when you open up your character sheet, it's the second tab when you open up your armor. Um, in there, you can basically make what is you know, known in World of Warcraft as something called a transmog. Mm-hmm. So you put an outfit of various things you have found that you think looks cool together and you place it on top of your actual armor. So no matter what you change, kind of like Kraya, no matter what you put on, uh, okay. it will look like that because that's what you have chosen. Uh, I got but all the armor that you use that is beneficial for you can be whatever and can look as awful as you want it to be. But your outfit will not change and that is what you've chosen. My best tip is definitely the adaptive vendor, but the coolest armor is in the cash shop. There's no reason to lie about that. <laughs> it is in the cash okay. shop. You get the best, you get the most uh, texturized, you also get the best dyes there. But if you, for example, have a security key ven- uh, security key uh, attached to your account, which you should have, you need to have two-step authentication. Everyone should have that on a multiplayer mm-hmm. game. You get 100 cartel coins a month. So... Eventually, you can save up to buy some of these things you would like to get. Um, For example, a die here and there, um, various things. Or participate in Galactic Season as well, where you also get some new things that you can earn for free by simply playing the game. Oh, okay, that's a that's a really good tip. So I like that a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes open for that. So eventually I'm going to I'm gonna turn this on and actually actually play it. You know, uh, now it's all about the uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, which just came out a couple weeks ago. So, um, but yeah, definitely definitely yeah. want to get into it. I definitely don't want to look like a like a newbie out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take that advice and or run with it. Yeah. I mean, if we learn to be more fashionable in video games, like it'll help us be more fashionable in our daily lives, you know, so it, it can help us, you know, <laughs> that's right. And if you want a good piece of fashion, uh, you can go over to the older public podcast because we've got some uh, new products up there, including an inspired a galaxy t-shirt, which is really great. I ordered one. Um, I really like the way that it looks. Uh, it turned out awesome. So go check that out again. It's older public podcast.square.site. And, uh, you can check out what we've got going on over there. Yeah, we need to get more into SWOTOR. We always appreciate you coming on, Oliva. Like, you helped us make a really good uh, Starforge episode, you know, and uh, you also uh, helped us on episode 114. You gave us some really great stills for mm-hmm. our YouTube video yeah. of the, not the Discord, but the Disorder trailer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. you've been nothing but kind, and it's always great to have you on, and... Uh, We'll have to have all of our listeners check out SWOTOR fashion. And one of these days, we're going to play more SWOTOR uh, and uh, kind of like uh, cover more of the trailers. And you're always welcome back on if you want to come on. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> 
All right. And that's going to uh, wrap up our fashion-centric episode. Thanks again to Aleva Swotor for uh, hopping on. You can find her on Instagram. It's at Aleva Swotor, I-L-L-E-V-A-S-W-T-O-R. Um, and go to Aleva.com and check out what she's got going on with Swotor and the Twitch channel, all that good stuff. And thanks for joining us, everyone. May the Force be with you. Mocraft and Veramidig. I don't know if that was better or worse than the first time. <laughs> still a, a You still got an A. That's pretty good. The Older Public Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at DennisSMowersMusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.